Hi, it's Mark Weiss. Before we begin today's podcast, I want to let you know that my newest book, The Impending Death of Hospitals, is available in hard copy and in Kindle format on Amazon. It's also available as a complimentary download in PDF format on our homepage, advisorylawgroup.com. And now, on with the podcast. Major League Baseball has an antitrust exemption. It also has a level playing field. The players, as employees, can collectively bargain. Health insurers have an antitrust exemption in respect of coordinated gathering of data for rate-making. The playing field isn't particularly level. Physicians can't share pricing information or collectively bargain for payment rates. So, how about an antitrust exemption for physicians? As it stands now, physicians, outside the confines of an integrated business structure, can't coordinate their bargaining for reimbursement rates. Dr. Smith, a pediatrician with a practice on Main Street, can't coordinate payer contracting with Dr. Jones, a pediatrician with a practice around the corner on First Avenue. That's because federal antitrust laws prevent competitors from fixing prices. The need to comply with that prohibition was one of the major factors in physicians aggregating into financially integrated medical groups in the 1980s in order to jointly contract. By aggregating into one medical group, the entity became one competitor in the market. But what if completely independent physicians or their entities could band together and negotiate collectively with payers? What if they could share pricing information freely? A bill introduced in Congress last year, the Quality Healthcare Coalition Act of 2015, would have permitted that, at least to a certain extent. The bill would have exempted physicians and other healthcare professionals, including individuals and entities, from federal and state antitrust laws in connection with health plan contract negotiations. It would have excluded government health care program negotiations. So, for example, independent physicians would still not be able to collectively bargain with Medicare or Medicaid had that bill passed. Well, the bill was referred to committee and appears to have died there. It had a long way to go. It just never made it, never became law. But the concepts behind it are interesting. There are practical structures that can be used today to legally circumvent price-fixing restrictions through the use of entities that are financially or clinically integrated. Think IPAs, for example. However, none of those structures go as far as the complete, well, complete on the private side, exemption that the bill would have ushered into law. <laughs> 